Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, Olivia. Hello to everyone. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the Polyester Podcast. I'm Ioni and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of Polyester. And I'm Olivia, the co-host, producer and editor of the podcast. We publish weekly episodes with the Sleepover Club one week and Obsessions the next. This week it is the Obsessions episode where we talk to a person we admire about something they're obsessed with that has nothing to do with how they generate their income. Next week is the Sleepover Club, where Ioni and I have all those gorge conversations you'd usually have at a sleepover with your girlmates, and at the end there's some recommendations from a creator to get you through lockdown or just life in general. Feels like ages since we did the last Obsessions. This past month has been a bit of a weird time warp, hasn't it? Yeah, because it's like summer but not summer. Yeah, It's like not summer because the weather's shit. And then when it is summer, you're like, oh, it's too hot. I can't possibly. <laughs> I mean, that's just being like English down to a T. Yeah, yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what is your obsession this week? Oh, and before we move on to the session, Olivia's media ascension has another notch to its bedpost with your interview in The Face. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, that old thing. Yeah, just being a top scouser. Oh, just for context got asked to model the new Liverpool away kit and got dressed by someone that wasn't me actually physically that didn't happen but like uh, of course (laughs) (laughs) and yeah modeled the kit spoke about being from the best city in the world the best team in the world that was great well congratulations so what is your obsession this week? Uh, just to carry on from talking about the best city in the world. I don't know, I only if I've even sent you any of these. Maybe this is just something we can do for the next six hours after we finish <laughs> recording. Have you ever seen No Context Scousers on Twitter? No. I've seen like the No Context Scottish one or something, but not Scousers. It's just absolute comedy gold. It's like been going for a little while and then just this past few weeks, I've really like watched every single video like a few times and then I'm just like thinking of all the like my cousin sent me a video yesterday where he's on a boat and he's not rowing but the lad who is rowing he's like calling him for all kinds being like that's not how you know it's like an account that makes you realize all the things in your like day-to-day life that are dead funny yeah yeah yeah. so I love that basically I think maybe tomorrow I'll share some of my favorite vids on Instagram yeah that'd be good yeah, today, not tomorrow. No, it's not tomorrow. Today. 
now. What um what are you obsessed with? Oh, I don't know. I got my nails done, so I can't stop staring at my hands. They're like lime green with hearts on them. Wow. Oh, nice. Very cute. But what am I obsessed with? I mean, I suppose to do another plug, we've just started like a new video series that's called Polyester's Drive-In. And it's like a different, it's a different artist talking about a specific film or genre that really inspired them. So we have Kim for the first one who was on the podcast for the last obsessions talking about black representation in the horror genre which is really interesting because we touched on it in the podcast but obviously didn't get that deep on it and our video editor Julia is just like incredible has edited it in the most gorge way so we're doing like two of them a month one of them is for like socials and one of them's newsletter exclusive so just another reason to sign up for the newsletter in my opinion I just got the like footage through from the next one that's going to be in the newsletter and it's really cute and it does feature a chihuahua so well absolute candy yeah (laughs) absolute eye candy so for this episode of obsessions we are talking to May Muller who is an incredible pop star basically essentially yeah an incredible woman and she's going to be talking about an equally in well I mean She's going to be talking about Rihanna, and Rihanna isn't even a human in my mind anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's going to be talking about the extent existent. No, I've got, I've got nowhere to go with that. <laughs> the goddess herself. So yeah, it was definitely. I think it's interesting because normally people don't. I mean, I'll let the interview play, but it was fun that because people normally don't pick a specific person, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think this is our first one that is a specific person, or like. Oh yeah, that's so true. And what a person. But it's definitely really interesting to speak to May about it from the perspective of that she is also like a musician, but also that just talking about one person, especially if it's someone like Rihanna who's so multifaceted anyway, just opens up so many of different strings to that conversation, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 100%. All right, well. Let's hear it. Yeah, let's go. So thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. So excited to have you on. For anyone who might not be familiar with what you do, do you kind of want to explain a bit about yourself, your career? Sorry, it's like the most awkward question, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's fine. I love a little little intro. Um, okay, yeah. For those who don't know, my name's May Muller and I am a singer-songwriter from North London, you know, just singing about how men are trash and whatnot <laughs> that's what we like to hear I'm very excited about this obsession I mean I literally said every episode but everyone picks such great stuff so we're talking about Rihanna right we're talking about Rihanna we are the one and only I mean I was worried because I honestly whenever anyone asks me about like interests or hobbies or whatever like outside music I'm like oh my god I'm so boring like I literally don't have like I don't know what to say like I don't I don't really have any other interests other than music so I really had to think about it I was like what am I obsessed with? Like, what could I speak about for a lengthy amount of time? And then I was like, Riri. <laughs> so when did your obsession with her begin? What was your first experience of Rihanna? I remember, I literally remember the first time that I ever saw her was uh, the video for Ponder Replay <laughs> came on. It was on like MTV or something. I think I must have been like seven. And... um it came on and she's wearing those like low rise baggy jeans and I was just like 
who is this woman? Like, I was just sort of like in awe. And it's so funny to think back now that she, she was like 16 when she did that. It's crazy. So I think that was my first kind of experience. And then from then on, I was just like, I, I just really wanted to, you know, be a part of her sort of journey. So I just kind of followed her from then on. And, and, and I think you can see just from her music and, and just from the way she is like, on social media and everything I was just like she's just so cool like she makes sick music and also she's like a nice person yeah definitely I thought it was like particularly interesting when you said you wanted to talk about Rihanna as well because as someone who is you know like in the music industry too and kind of looking for a like career in the spotlight or whatever without being too cringe about it do you think that's kind of like changed how you view her and like your relationship to her work Definitely. I think because now, like, I, I literally speak about her like, we're like best friends. <laughs> she has no idea who I am. <laughs> but anyway, I just feel like the, you know, you see who she is today and you just know that she's like so in control of her own stuff. Like, any single thing that she's a part of, like, you know, she is in complete control. Like, she has, you know, obviously, like, nothing gets past her without the okay and 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 she's just really and she's actually very very good and she obviously makes all the right decisions but you know looking back to she got into this when she was still a kid she was like 15 16 and so I just really really admire like I'm sure that she you know she wasn't she probably wasn't always in control and I'm sure she had a lot of people trying to control her and like tell her who she was and who to be so I think to come out of that so strong and have such a strong sense of who you are I think is really really admirable and I just think to have so many I love how like her I just like how she's kind of made music her like side hustle now because <laughs> she's got this whole empire and for me that's really really inspiring because obviously music is my main passion and my love and I, I you know I've not even started really my career in it yet so I've got a long way to go but I would love to delve into other things and and, and experiment and and see if there's any other lanes and and she just kind of shows that you know, you can actually do like what you want if you put your mind to it. So yeah, for sure. Definitely. I, I sort of view her differently. Now I'm in music. I think something that is like so great about her as well is that everything she does, whether it's like Fenty Beauty or Savage Fenty or just Fenty, it's like always purposeful. Like, you know, she's not just cashing out and like making a makeup line to get the money for it or all of these things. It's like, no, she actually, there are things that she wants to change and yeah she's not going to be restricted to just music and doing that yeah I think it's so true everything that she does like there's so much of her she puts so much of herself into it and I don't know if you watched it but she basically did her own like fashion show for her lingerie like her fancy lingerie and it was so like I mean it was just aesthetically like beautiful like it was insane and it was so inclusive, just like the amount of like diversity that was shown. It was like she literally taught brands that have literally been doing this for like 50 years. Like she had she just did something that they had never even thought like to do. And she's just like come onto the fashion scene like, well, actually, this is how you should be running things. And I just think that's so great. And I just think ugh, just everything she touches turns to gold, honestly. Oh, love her. <laughs> <laughs> It's also like wild because as you said, she started when she was so young and in her teens and in that time you can, it wasn't really as normal as it is now to be 
a pop star and be political not that she's like particularly political through her music but her just being is political and everything she does and everything is so purposeful in what she's wanting to achieve and do yeah do you think that like do you ever feel pressure to be political or not political with your platform especially as it like rises is that something that is not worrying but like daunting I think obviously there's there's always going to be pressure but I just think there's just in this in the position there's always going to be pressure with with everything and I think with with me like I'm happy that there's pressure put on me you know to be vocal and to stand up for what I believe in because you know just to stand up for what's right because it is so important and so you know from a very very early stage like I've always tried to use my platform in a positive way but even now you know like since obviously the Black Lives Matter movement which has been going on for years has just now been getting so much traction and it made me really realize that I was not doing enough before like I thought I was you know I was like I'm you know I I feel like I'm pretty woke as they say and like you know if I ever saw something go down like I would say something and I thought that was enough and it's not and that's because I've seen like because the pressure's been put on now and I think it's really really good and I think you know the pressure should carry on being put on people like me and everybody not just people with with platforms because that's when change happens so um I think it's a good thing but I think for someone to say that they don't feel pressure is like I just don't believe that's true but I just think it's not it's not a bad thing and um I think it pushes for like positive change so I think I'm I'm here I'm here to have a bit of pressure put on me <laughs> yeah it's so great because like I don't know in the last half a decade or whatever Beyonce and Rihanna and like other huge huge stars have begun more to like be more vocal and be able to like have their voices and stuff do you think that is like the systemic change do you think it signals the systemic change that we need throughout music like behind the scenes in front of the cameras like in recording studios or how much more do you think needs to be done I just think for starters I think people in music I think the best thing that they can do is just be vocal about it and you know involve it in their art because they know that the best way that they can get across to people is through their art whether you're a singer or an actor like people are a fan of you so if you make a music video or or you write a song and it's being very vocal about these issues then it's like people are obviously gonna consume it and be interested in it because it's you know the person that they love the most in the world is saying it so I just think as long as we keep on trying to make it more of an everyday thing and you know integrating it into our work I think that's sort of a really really good start and I just think it's how you do that and how you do it respectfully and figuring out how you do it in your own way and I think that's something that I'm figuring out as an artist like how I'm you know thinking how can I involve my music career and still you know stand up for for what is right because I would love the two to be you know to coexist together it's just how you how you do it and how how you do it in your own ways it's so great to see someone like Rihanna do that back to front like whether it's her support of smaller designers like even just through her outfits and you know the fact that Fenty had so many foundation shades it just like proves that she actually back to front like is about it I remember when Fenty Beauty came out and she had that like huge range of of shades and it kind of made you realize like why is this not like the norm like of course like it was amazing that she did that but it did just kind of make me realize as well I was like but that's so true like there's there's more than like five 
skin shades do you know what I mean and usually that's kind of what you get you know she just shakes the table in that way where I think the beauty industry then were like oh shit like we should we should we should probably be following suit and and I, I just think it just really made us all realize like wow if Rihanna can do it like why the hell aren't why isn't everyone else doing it? Yeah, totally. It shows such like willful ignorance of the entire beauty industry that like a pop star can come along and do that. Exactly. It's the same thing like when with the fashion show that she did, like she just obviously loves makeup and decided to, I know that it took her like a long, long time to sort of make it come to life, but it's like she's first and foremost, like she is a singer and the fact that, you know, she's just come out and done something that it's taken other beauty brands so long to do, it just shows so much about her. I'm not sure if it's like a generational split, but I remember that I was actually doing an interview about Rihanna, with, like someone was interviewing me about Rihanna Weirdly before Christmas, and they were kind of trying to get me to criticise her being like, yeah, but in the Bitch Better Have My Money video, she like strings another woman up doesn't that mean it's like anti-feminist and it's odd how like she still kind of gets this criticism of being yeah like either anti-feminist or too sexualized just because she dresses sexually or like makes sick music videos I don't know but that's the thing it's like I bet you that you know that person who is interviewing you like has no problem with like all those films that you watch where it's just like, you know, violence is kind of like the number one, like best selling point in like the film industry or all those other literally like pretty much every single so many other music videos that involve like violence and sex. And it's glamorizing it because that's what these industries do. They, they glamorize these things. And it's just funny when people begin to like pick and choose when they want to be offended about something. It's like, well, OK, yeah. What about all these other times that these like X, Y and Z have done it? So I just think it's very interesting that I think people will always try and tear people down when they can see just how like strong they are. It's really weird. It's like I don't think people can actually handle that someone can be really, really sexy and like comfortable with their body and really, really attractive. But then also like a strong fucking woman and can really hold themselves and they're very very intelligent obviously a great business person like I think to some ignorant people they just like can't compute that people will always find a way you know to just tear tear other people down when it's like if you're gonna hold Rihanna to that standard of oh they shouldn't be you know depicting women that way then you're gonna have a whole lot of other people that you need to you know pull up about you can't just pick and choose it's also just absolutely nuts like the same people that would criticise Rihanna for the Bitch Better Have My Money video, for example, would be able to find the, like, nuance and cultural critique in a Quentin Tarantino film. It's like, well, why is it any different? Like, why can't pop stars use music videos, for example, to examine how we view violence in our culture? Instead, we just expect them to be, like, co-signing it. Exactly. Exactly. No, it's so true. And that's what... I know, that's that's what I was going to say. It was like, I bet, you know, one of, like, Quentin Tarantino... Tino film is definitely in hit like their like top 10 do you know what I mean but it's like yeah. do you know what I mean but it because it's a pop star doing it and it's a woman it's like well you can't do that because it's setting a bad example and it's like it's just a form of entertainment and art you know and you're just not used to a woman taking control in that and thinking in a lot of 
these videos and in these films, like the woman is always seen as the kind of vulnerable one and the weak one. And it's always, you know, male directors that are choosing the sort of dynamic and the, you know, the dialogue and that they're writing it. So I think it's a hard pill to swallow when they realise that women are kind of taking back that, that control and owning it. Also, the obsession with Rihanna specifically being a bad role model is just absolutely I can't wrap my head around it because it's like yeah people be like oh she's a bad role model because she smokes weed or like wears no clothes and it's like have you not actually looked at the work like the stuff we've already spoken about like putting plus size people on the runway doing all of these foundation shades making stuff inclusive it's like you just expect a woman to be a good role model only if she conforms to the standards that men have set out exactly and also also these people that you know we choose as our role models they're not our like they're not our mums they're not our dad that they are it's not their responsibility to teach us you know that okay yes don't take drugs like do you know what I mean like or don't do this don't do that like that's not Rihanna's job to like her personal life is her personal life and I just think when people put other people on such a pedestal where it's like well she's she's smoking weed here so what does that tell my child and what does that tell that you know the her younger audience and it's like well it's not really her job to like teach you know she's that's her choice and she's gonna do what she wants and I think I just find it funny that people think it's like their job to kind of teach what like the morals that we should be taking I just think it's crazy also it's so much more healthy to like have these women in the spotlight that do like not necessarily all their decisions are great ones and they're not necessarily to be aspired to all the time but at least they're rounded depictions of what a human person looks like that's why I love Rihanna so much because even though she's like one of the biggest stars in the world she just manages to come across as like quite a normal down-to-earth person and I just think that's that's why everyone loves her like she just gives off that feeling of like if you bumped into her, she would just be like a very like cool and down to earth. And she, you know, she's not perfect. And I think that's what's so great is like in like today's society, there's so much pressure on, on, you know, perfection and everyone's striving for it. And I think it's really, really unhealthy. And I think to have role models that are like, yeah, I'm human. Like I do things that maybe you shouldn't do, but that's my flaw. And, and, you know, I think that's really actually quite, amazing because it's really hard to compare yourself to people that are so polished and never put a foot wrong and it's like because behind the scenes that's definitely what's not going on anyway so what why would you then push that narrative forward where because it's not it's not true Mm -hmm, definitely I'm also really interested in like you being musician the fact you've picked a musician but also like what you think of kind of like modern fan culture and stan culture it's obviously changed so much since like we were teens because of like the acceleration of the internet and social media apps so like what do you think about it in general is it healthy like how can fans be more healthy because obviously especially if you're on a Rihanna level it must be if you engage with it in any way it must be completely overwhelming do you know what I think everybody has their passions and their you know things that they love and things that they get excited about and um I think like the whole stand culture is just like a version of that like they've obviously got you know an artist that makes them feel great and liberated and and happy and I think they just kind of enjoy dedicating their free time to showing you know that appreciation and having having fun with it but the only thing that I see like with my fans and supporters like they're so 
amazing but a lot of them are quite young and I'm just like I really hope that you have you know have your own sort of like hopes and dreams and and goals and don't make it all about me or like another person because you know if that's how you wind down and that's how you have fun and that's how you connect with other people then that's great but I just hope like they're also funny and full of like character and I'm just like I hope that they use a bit of that to like achieve something of of their own in a way but I also think that you know for some people it's just a way of like maybe not feeling alone as well because it's basically like a family that are already there waiting for you and you all have a common interest like straight off the bat and so I think for people that you know have loads and loads of friends and don't struggle with mental illness and they have quite you know a blessed life in that way it's quite easy to judge people that find solace in you know making friends online and like all those stan accounts that have those group chats it's like well some of these people like they really really struggle and they don't feel like they have a lot of friends and their home life might be so great so they have this whole online community that are there for them when when they need it and I think that's actually really beautiful but with anything it can go a bit far and it can be a bit obsessive but that's literally with literally anything in life so I just think if you do it and you use it and you're responsible with it I just think let them be and just it's it can be a really really nice thing and those people are like these stands like they are the ones that will fight for you like they're the ones that will queue up outside of the venue like wanting to buy your album like they're the ones that will keep your career afloat so I just think as much as they respect you I think you've got to really like respect them back and and like really appreciate them as well Mm -hmm. but that's just on my level I cannot imagine what it's like when you when you reach like a massive (laughs) like with Rihanna I just think it I mean you get so used to it I guess if you're if you're that huge but um yeah it must be very odd to have people so so crazy about you all the time Mm -hmm. so Final question for anyone that has been living under a rock for the last 15 years or however long it's been. What are the top three Rihanna tracks everyone must listen to? Because she's not releasing anything new anytime soon. So we only have the back catalogue to go by. Don't, honestly. (laughs) It really upsets me. really upsets me. Um, Top three. Okay, okay consideration on the anti-album that was like my favorite song on that album um man down from loud I think that was and I'm trying to like span over the over the album yeah and I'm gonna say stay actually a classic I just love a ballad like I love but I mean all of her I, I could I couldn't possibly choose but if I had to for now that could change tomorrow but for right now those those are my top three 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Thank you, May, for joining us. Her single is out on Friday, her latest single. It's called So Annoying. Ah, stunning. Which I can definitely relate to. Yeah. I can relate to being and feeling so annoying. Me too. Both all of the time, especially at the moment. But yeah, so... Oh, and this is also a good time, I suppose, to say that this will be my last solo Obsessions interview. Oh yeah, of course. Because you're going to be joining us from the next one. Obviously, you're going to be in the next episode anyway, because it's Sleep and Club and you're always in them. But you're going to be doing the episodes with me from now on, so that's very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't too enthusiastic about it. No, it is exciting. It's just good, isn't it? Because I basically sit there and then after every interview, they're like, Olivia, did you want to say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me on the camera, just like, ah. Yeah. I also think that uh, just I loved what May was saying about Rihanna owning her sexuality. And I think it's like really, I mean, I know we recorded it a few weeks ago, but it's so relevant now because the WAP videos come out and the conversation, like the discourse around it is like, why do people have such a problem with women wanting to have sex? I also just think it's so uh, wild, I suppose is the right word, that all of these annoying men, people, whatever, can get up in arms about a video, but there's literally so much other stuff going on in the world. I mean, not to be like, people are starving, but it's like, just let women enjoy things and actually focus on things that are probably more important. Yeah, it's just like, chill out. It's just a video from Card. It's not even just a video, it's absolutely fucking phenomenal. Yeah. But yeah, I also, Maggie Matik tweeted something dead good, I've screenshotted it. You know, Maggie Matik, long-time polyester contributor. Yeah. Aside from the false interface that women's own expressions of sexuality are akin to slash mimic representations authorised by men, you don't own sex and we do have agency, thanks. It's also just so irritating to watch a man thinks he's invented something in rich new feminist discourse, which has actually been around since the 70s. See the feminist slash sex porn wars. Not to mention the problematics of a white man chiming in on sexual agency of women of colour. Nobody asked you, and even if they did, you don't have the lens or range to analyse these images. At Russell Brand, by the way, get to fuck. I mean, exactly. This is like just what it is, isn't it? I mean, I suppose I, I suppose some of it must come from a like shock of realizing they don't have control over things as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, if it's not through the lens that they can create, then 
doesn't exist then it doesn't exist and also like Russell Brand's made a career off the back of having sex with women and he's got a problem with women who want to have sex oh, yeah, it's like totally. what the absolute fuck and also just like the sorry I'm just like <laughs> on a mad one but we also just need space for women to talk about what they want from sex so that straight men aren't so shocked when it happens in real life yeah that's so true and then also like now potentially not now but there always needs to be a conversation about how much women accommodate men's ego when it does come to sex like Mm. there's so many like subtle conversations of how like women don't necessarily ask for what they want because basically because it's a turn-off for men yeah and we've never been like explicitly told we can if that makes sense yeah and it's also like you can ask for what you want to get more pleasure from getting what you want but also you may completely compromise the whole sexual encounter because men are just absolute sulks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think there's a conversation there. (laughs) I'll leave it there, but... (laughs) (laughs) I will explore later. I mean, yeah. Dream WAP, not that it needs our streams, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But watch it and, like, essentially, like, maybe if that conversation's not happened, like... Well, I think it is happening in the media and there's like a discourse around it. But have it with your girlmates, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Like have these conversations in a way that makes sense to the people that you can actually affect, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, Gorge. I think this was a good one. Yeah, thanks for another great episode, Olivia. And you. And thank you to May for joining us. Thank you, May. And thank you to Clarissa and Naya and to... Gina and Carlin, Izzy. Oh, Izzy, yeah. Izzy, if you haven't already seen or if you don't follow us on socials, Izzy has been making incredible videos to go alongside each episode. So if you'd like to see some Sphinx cats eating a steak, (laughs) which you defo do, even if you think you don't, then go watch it. They're really good. Love you, Izzy. Love you, Ioni. Love you, love you. All right. See you later. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.